Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like. 550 on the fire stick, you can get high with me. That's a deal, right? That's a deal, right? That's a bet, right? That's a bet, right? That's a deal, right? That's a deal, right? That's a bet, right? Episode four, season two of the Poor Sports Podcast. And that's our normal intro, but I do have something else queued up for us to take a listen to. Give me one second here. Hey, Stammer! Stammer! Ready to play some hockey? Jeremy, Lee, and Jake, not all in studio, practicing proper social distancing. The boys are back in town and in your earphones, earbuds, whatever you have you. Hockey's coming back a couple months away, but it's at least something to look forward to. Jake and Lee, how have you been? Buddy, I've been uh, I've been doing good. I've been uh, trying trying to make the best out of a out of a bad situation, but I've been hanging in. I'm in week eleven now. I think everyone else is. My uh, my job got all changed around, so I had to change change professions and pick up a new one. But you know what? When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, right? So uh, nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's uh, it's going well, and all in all, I'm just happy to be be back talking to my buddies and happy that there's uh, there's actually some some real top like big four sports on the horizon not as as great as tigers golf and mickelson's golf thing was with brady and peyton that was fun but it's just not the same you know what i mean i'm not watching 2k tournaments anymore we actually have real pro sports at least on the horizon at least on the horizon so i'm excited about that. i hear you there and lee yeah, I, I couldn't agree more there with the uh, big four coming back, uh, or I starting to uh, get plans together to come back. I know the NBA was thick in July, right? I think that was like their latest talk. Um, but yeah, like unlike Jake, I've been an absolute junkie for the ones that have been back, and my uh, my betting roller coaster has taken me from uh, the countries of Nicaragua, Belarus. It doesn't like if I was finding a way to bet it, I was betting it. I even got some low lights of some Russian table tennis in there. So um, I'm excited for sports coming back, even the Bundesliga coming back, where I actually know players, no teams. I know the Prem's coming back, NHL's coming back, and I think that's what we're going to get into, right, Jer? So, yeah. so you're, telling me, you're telling me that you bet on Russian table tennis? I can 100% tell you that I have bet on Russian table tennis. D- did you watch it, or did you just bet on it and go and see the result later on? I there's I it was the second option. I don't know, I even know if they televised the type of things. It might be at buddy might be at Buddy's house. So 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 there's doctors without borders and now there's betters without borders and Lee is captaining that squad. But the big the big news, especially in Canada, is the NHL announced their return to play plan. And it involves a 24-team format with a play-in series. So I don't know if we're going to call that the playoffs or the play-in or finishing the regular season. And it's still to be determined whether they're going to reseed after that or it's going to be a bracket style. Boys, what do you think? We'll start with Jake. So I think I, I like the I like the play-in. Uh, one, it just gets more markets in. Like Montreal, for example, wasn't going to be able to get in the play Chicago. Currently standing. Sh- Chicago. 
So, hmm, me, me thinks that maybe uh, Gary Batman went, wow, we can get Montreal and Chicago and New York, the Rangers, the Rangers, and all these other markets, yeah. in and drum up some some uh, interest there. That's awesome. Here's the other side of the coin. Uh, Carey Price, ever heard of him? Uh, what if he gets hot and Montreal goes from a team that shouldn't have even been in the in the tournament, and then they go all the way to the cup or go far? And then here's another thing. What they they have a three percent or a six percent chance at getting a top five pick or something like that being one of the teams, those teams that make it. Could you imagine Montreal gets hot, they go all the way to the conference finals or the finals, and then they get... Lafreniere. Lafreniere. Or God, imagine if the Penguins do it. Well, uh, imagine imagine year skating next to Sid the Kid. So, so that'd Give be a break. That'd be crazy, but I do think as soon as you win the play-in round, you, your 3% chance or whatever goes to the team that you beat. Oh, uh, okay. So the... Okay. So there's not going to be right. anything too crazy like that. Uh, but we're a betting podcast. Oh, Lee, what's your thoughts on the format, first of all? Um, I guess it will end up revolving around betting. Because, but as, as far as I know, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong or like if it hasn't been said, but I think these top four seeds on each of the other sides get screwed. Like you're, you're asking them to come back after, let's say, like two, three months now. Of playing, and then the team that they're going to play could potentially play a five-game series in front of them, be all ready to go, be in shape, be in ready to go in a playoff-style format, and then all of a sudden you're asking them then to play their first game. Let's just say, for instance, because I like the Predators, the Predators beat Arizona in five, and then go play Vegas. Vegas is playing their first game in three months. I know practice is practice, but it's not the same as a game. It's impossible to be. And now all of a sudden, like, the, the Predators come in with a huge advantage in this series because all of a sudden they have games under their belt. Okay, so here's the thing that we still don't know how the entire format, and from what I've heard, there will be some sort of round-robin play between those top four seeds on each side. I don't know if you then reseed based on that or if that's just kind of like a, a warm-up. And then I would even question if it's just kind of like for S and G's, then why even play those games? Like, yeah, because you might get injured. Like, what happens if someone just takes a shot off the skate because, or something like that? Because if you don't play those games and and then you lose in the first round, you're gonna cry bloody murder that the other teams got to prepare. Guess yeah. what? Top four teams, you're professional athletes. You're clearly kicking the the crap out of all these other teams. Hence, how you got those top four records. Suck it up. Guess what? We've seen eights beat ones before in the playoffs before. Uh, Chris Pronger, Edmonton Oilers. Ever heard of that happening? They went all the way to the cup finals. They should have won. It happens all the time. Last year, Tampa Bay Lightning. They lose out. It happens all the time. So I don't want to hear any whining and complaining from these top dogs going, oh, well, what if, what if, what if. It's life. Get over it. Okay, so there's one more thing that we want to get into for hockey right before we hit the odds. So there's a couple teams, Toronto and Montreal, that have added a couple players and Toronto's added Nick Robertson from the Peterborough Peets. He's a 50 plus goal scorer from the OHL this year, their second round pick. And they're saying they're bringing him as part of the 28 person roster into this play in playoff situation. Now, I don't know if he's going to be playing or if they're just going to bring him along for as a black ace, but it's going to be interesting to see situations like this where Montreal signed Barbanov out of Russia and he could be a factor on a season he didn't play one game in. What do we think about those, those kind of situations? 
Yeah, like I, I like. Um, I think it brings. I think the big thing is that some of these guys, uh, teams that have injuries, are gonna deeply be helped by this, right? Like they're gonna come back, and you're gonna see guys who thought maybe their seasons were over all of a sudden be back here. Um, and I know that can go both ways, where people are like, "Well, that's not fair. You should have to play with how you played." But I, if I, if, if sports are coming back and we're not getting fans, like I want to see the best teams I can possibly see out there. So, like, bring in everybody that the Leafs can bring in. Let them play. Let's. I want to see the like, like I'm not a Leafs fan, but I definitely want to see the best Leafs team I can see. Right? I don't want to. To me, to me, it just kind of feels like like a senior a like Brantford blast versus Dundas real McCoy's like hey come on let's on hey well no listen hear me out you you bring in you bring in like like the ringers like oh your season's about to be over okay now you real McCoy's are a classic for that we bring in every ex-NHLer around the area you bring in any ex-NHLer so that to me it just kind of seems like you're bringing reinforcements it just seems kind of like anti-NHL like the NHL is just it's supposed to be the the you know, what you have is what you have. There's none of these, like, backdoor, like, last-minute signings. Like, you know, this it used to happen, like, 60, 70 years ago, maybe, but not anymore, for crying out loud. Like, so we, ha- we have Lee, who has a th- his thumbs up to this, and Jake, who's a thumbs down. And I wish I could split the difference, but I'm going to sit right on the fence. I think it's kind of more of a shoulder shrug. Most of the NHL GMs and the players who have voted on these issues, at this point, this is, like, nothing. It's just kind of like... Okay, we're already going from 16 to 24 teams. We're going to delay next season until December. It's just, if if five players are affected by this, it's just not something to get all caught up in, I think, is what is why we haven't heard a bigger fuss about it. Yeah, and the only thing, the only, yeah, the only thing is, like, uh, I don't think there's going to be, like, uh, like for instance, like with the real McCoys, obviously it's like they bring in like ex-NHLers. Like I don't, I don't think there's like a like a Cindy Crosby coming across from the KHL who's going to be like the biggest swing. You know what I'll I mean? Like I will give right, you that. Right. Um. Uh. Like I guess the Sharks didn't make it, but the Sharks signed that top KHL goalie, didn't they? Like for uh for a yeah. contract as well. But yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm like regardless, I guess I'm just excited to see it. Like I'm excited to excited to see like what playoff hockey is going to be like without the crowd like because like like for instance like montreal like that bell center when it gets the playoff time is just rocking right like that's oh, one of the oh. greatest the same with chicago etc and it's just gonna be what's it gonna be like when they score it's kind of like it's how it's been in soccer like how like eerie it is like they score and you hear like nothing except them cheering i think i think that it's going to be weird for the first three games and yeah. then you'll watch and get over it the players yeah. it's going to be weird for them for three games then they'll watch and get over it and if you're a player that needs the crowd to get up well then sorry like everyone's playing on the same playing field yeah. so so i don't know Kay. not much not much sympathy there one so, last little thing it'll be weird it'll be weird but not much sympathy so the players in the soccer that's been being played they aren't essentially mic'd up but because there's mics around the field that what they've been saying is caught do you want the players to be completely mic'd up in a situation like this because it might give it more of a a vibe or a, an atmosphere. Oh, oh my God! How can I say yes more than saying like straight up Y E S? Like through the roof, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, but of course. I, I, like, I think like I don't want the I don't want like the players themselves mic'd up just because, like I just think if you add in a couple mics around the uh, the rink, you'll catch it. But like also you gotta we gotta remember that. It's gonna be televised. Like you can't just the amount of f bombs that are gonna go off if you just mic up a guy or like guys are on the bench. Oh, but no, it's I'm not. I'm saying that like I don't want to hear 
Like, it's not going to be like Tiger and, and Phil's match where you hear everything that they say. But I want everyone to be mic'd up and there to be a lot more, like, you know how you see the traditional, like, mic'd up? Like, you hear them chitting and they splash to it. I want I want that times 20 with yeah. every player. I don't want just the stars. I want the funny guys. I want the grinders. I just want to hear I want to hear it all, right? Yeah, that's what was so cool about that Tiger Woods match is just being able to hear it all. Like, uh, yeah. at least I like I laughed so hard. Like, I don't know if you guys watched it, right? When uh, when Justin Thomas and um, Charles Barkley were talking, and yeah. uh, Justin Thomas goes, "I'd love to see your fat ass try to dunk a basketball like live on TV." And yeah. Chuck's like, "You can't say that to me on live TV. That's bullying." Yeah. That's so, bullying. So on on that note, I I think, and this is a really really great way for the NHL to make some money. They'll never do it, but you have a CBC version of the game, and then you have an HBO version of the game. Yeah. One where it's all PG-13, what, that one where you watch with your young family, and the other is like, F this, you know, you want to go, buddy, all this, all like the, the good stuff. And I, I would pay I would pay to hear that. The ESPN yeah. versus ESPN2 airing of the last dance. That's what they did. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Anyways, let's talk about some matchups here. Yes, for sure. We'll start off with Toronto Columbus because, well, my bias is showing. Yeah. So we have Columbus, who's kind of that gritty team that has an incredible. They're every year. They're there every year, kind of thing, right now. Like every year, you're just like these guys are gonna fall off the cliff, and Torts gets his guys going, and he, and they're there. I don't want to say they're there because this is a 2014 playoff. Everyone's there. Yeah, that's fair. So, but oh, sorry. Ottawa's not No, we, we do have a, a large, like, Seth Jones is incredible. Ryan Murray's good. Columbus has a very good defense. And th- it was, I was expecting a larger step back with them losing Bobrovsky in the summer. But they, they kind of pulled it out, I guess, no matter which way they did it. So, well, they usually lead the NHL every year and block shots because you play for Tortorella. Like, if you don't get in front of the, the puck, he just loses his mind. Yeah. Yeah, so right now... Let's see. I just have the Stanley Cup odds in front of me. Columbus is at plus 6,600 compared to Toronto's plus 1,800 to win the Cup. So I'm going to say Toronto's a pretty big betting favorite. Are we all going yeah. Toronto there? Well, I think I think that you do have the the betting the betters bias, right? Where the Toronto least like the least fans just flood the market, so then they get that. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if money will be there for Toronto to bet them. To win a series, like uh, I, I think in this one, like I would think Toronto would win, but you want to what in a best of five series too. Like I, I would be one of the guys that say Columbus could push four or five. Like I don't think this is a three nothing sweep. So I, I, I would just take Columbus because, like, I would bet on Columbus just to, to hedge my emotions, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because if because if the Leafs win, I'm happy, and if Columbus wins, then I then I just want a hundred bucks. So. With Columbus, they are one of the rumored teams to... They look like a front-runner to be one of the hub cities. Do you think home ice would be a big thing with no fans? No. No, Batman's, mm-hmm. at, Batman's on record of saying, like, don't expect that, like, just if you're, it's in your home city, you'll be, like, staying at your house, whereas everyone else is staying in hotels. Yeah. Like, if you're... It'll be... It'll be... Everyone's on the road. Everyone's in the... In the... the, the I don't want to say the bubble, because I don't know if they are going all hardcore bubble, but they won't I, be... Uh, Las Vegas is one of them too, right? Like Las Vegas is one of the cities. I think I think Las Vegas. If you get them on the strip, you're right near T-Mobile, right? You get and you can put a you can put all 24 teams in that and the uh, the hotel 
right beside it, right? Any kind of thing. Play around and golf on their days off. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Jared, what do you think? Uh, I'm taking Toronto, and I just think they got the better forwards, they got the better goalie, and usually the team with the better goalie is the team that comes out victorious in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't know that 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 Latvian kid was hot as hell this year though, and he could get hot again. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, these are gonna be these are gonna be all these like are they? I, like I said, we know nothing at this point in time, but like we don't know if there's gonna be a preseason. Like we don't know if it's gonna be Frederick Anderson's first time facing Pucks other than in practice, right? Like well, that's well, the type of thing. Well, he's been quarantined with Matthews, so if there's better shots to practice in, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, okay. I think that Toronto has the youth as well, right? Whereas some of these older teams that Columbus is very young. Columbus is very young. Are they as young as Toronto? I would say yes. No. I, I think with I would say I would say their first line is a little older with. Jeremy, the can you look line. this up? Uh, yeah. I'll give me one sec. I'm just gonna like go off the brain here. I'm just saying like the players that are gonna be doing the heavy lifting, like Morgan Riley, Seth Jones are a comparable age, and but like you got Nick Foligno on. Columbus, who I remember Toronto playing him when he was in Ottawa. What an all-time guy there. Yeah. So, I, I'm going to give, like, per minute played probably to Toronto by quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my point just being that if you're a young guy, you've probably been staying in fairly good shape. And if you haven't, well, your body's young and elastic or has some elasticity to it. And, uh, you know, it, it's probably pretty easy to bounce back. Easier when you're 23, 24 than when you're 35, 36, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So, anyways, I digress. So then we're going to – let's move on to another series. We got Sid, Sid the Kid and the Pittsburgh Penguins going to play Sid's hometown team. Or not hometown team, but team he grew up cheering for, Montreal. What, what do we think here? We got Crosby versus Price. I uh I'm gonna go on record here, and I think Montreal upsets here. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not, man. Like I just think I think I think Montreal upsets because like it's gonna be all this talk about like Montreal and and rightfully so they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. They don't deserve. And I'm gonna go right to Jared Jared's point um about the goaltending. Like I don't think there's a a better goaltending in the starting round here than Carey Price, and if he's on. And I just think I think that team, and especially with the young, being young, um, like everything like that, I just feel like they have the meaning if they can get all fired up, saying like, "Hey, we're here. Anybody can win this." I I think they can shock a team like Pittsburgh. That when they get to Pittsburgh's third and fourth line, it's a little bit older, uh, a little bit like maybe uh, not going to be able to keep up with Montreal's speed um, and just the young the young tenacity of the Canadians. I'm not even a Canadians fan. I just think it, I think it's like, oh, it's, it's comedy that they got in, but I think they could use it to the right way where I think they actually have a legitimate shot. I think it's a lot closer than people think. No, my, no, my no. I, I want the money here, Jake. I'm not letting you hop in and steal Lee's money. Me and Lee will be betting on this series. Mal I'm not saying. <laughs> Playoff Malkin? They, they might get Jake Gensel back, who was supposed to have a season-ending injury, but they might be able to bring him back because if we're not starting until August... This is crazy. I, yeah. I think that the bet the, the bet you guys should be making is does uh, do the does Montreal even win a game? Yeah, yeah, that that would be pretty close to even odds, I think. Wow, well, put your money down. Yeah, bet. Uh, bet. I'm down for something like that. Yeah, like I, I I'll take especially if I'm only getting if I only need Montreal to win a single game here, I will put twenty five dollars <laughs> or more, whatever. <laughs> 
I don't know. At a later date, we can figure out. But I would put my money where my mouth is there. Yeah, there we go. Okay, can we continue moving on? Yeah. yeah. Hurricanes and Rangers. I like I like the Hurricanes. Coin flip. Like, I don't know. Like, I just like... That's like one of those series where it's like... Uh, it'll be on with a bunch of other games at the same time, probably. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm just not... I'm not going to watch a, a game of a series. Like, let's be honest. Like, I'll see them in the next round, whoever wins the series. So, that's a good way to put it. So, that's my, th my thoughts it. on the series is we have Carolina as one of the two teams that voted no to this format because they thought they got screwed on it versus yeah. Artemi Panarin who's been left off the Hart Trophy ballot because even though he's in my opinion by and far the MVP of the league and they, they were very hot at the end of the year too weren't they like they were streaking yeah that's the, the, the only reason why they're even in here pa right? yeah Panarin's incredible and Carolina's got a soft spot in my heart soft spot in my heart do the whole bunch of jerks thing and oh. the storm surge i love so I'll, I'll be choosing carolina here and i think new york's kind of a person who's gonna have issues coming back after this long of a layoff henrik lundquist this could be his swan song in new york is he even gonna start exactly even starting that kid i think they're gonna be like they're gonna feel forced to start henrik and i think that's gonna they be their downfall it. they could rotate it we'll we'll see if you're if you're rotating, that's uh, Henrik's last song for sure because you yeah. can't bring him back after that. Agree. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I if I'm betting, I wouldn't like in all honesty, I just wouldn't bet the series. Jeremy, do you, do you have one more after this? Yes. Let's go Islanders yeah. and Panthers. Okay. Is this is this your last one? Because I have one that I want to talk about too. Yes. Okay. So Islanders Panthers first. Okay. Again, uh, as Lee said, I hope that this is a game that's on when there's a lot of games on because I'm not going to be paying attention to either of these teams unless they make it to probably the conference finals. Like, 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 the, like these two series, in all honesty, and honestly, if you're a fan, then I apologize, but there probably isn't a lot of these guys' fans like that listen to us, let's be clear. Yeah. But, like, I will watch you guys if you guys get into play into overtime. I will watch you guys if you guys are in a game five sure. and, like, that type of thing. But, like, if I'm, like, on and there's a bunch of games deciding, I'm like, oh, man, we make sure we flick between the uh, the Panthers-Islanders because I really want to watch that game. That's that's yeah. a one I'm definitely keeping my eye on. But I would go with the Panthers. Panthers, because I just think I think they made the moves that they were a buyer this year at the deadline. Or no, they they sold at the deadline, didn't they? They sold. Yeah. They sold. Oh man, I don't well, know. It doesn't matter because the winner of them is playing Tampa, and I think that that's just going to be an absolute. I think Tampa's on a revenge. Yeah, on a revenge yeah, tour here. Tampa's on a revenge tour. So. Yeah, was, I don't. Was that the last one you wanted? To talk I about I got there? I got the Panthers in that series because they have oh, sorry, Barkov. But let's take a quick break here, and then we'll hit the Western Conference after that. Is that all right with you, Jake? Did they not trade Barkov? No. To Carolina? They're nuts. They, they who did they, what, who did they trade to Carolina? It was uh, Trocek. Uh, was it Trocek? Yeah, Trocek. Vincent Trocek. Oh, I just knew they traded a big name at the deadline. Yeah, if they, if they traded Barkov, they should just fold the franchise. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break here and then come back with the Western Conference real quick. You're listening to the Poor Sports Podcast almost anywhere where podcasts can be heard. <laughs> Oh, 
All right. I am back here. And as we talked about earlier on the podcast, I am the only one betting these leagues that are happening right now. Jeremy bets the odd golf here and nailed the draft. But when when you want to bet games on Saturday, when you want to bet KBO baseball, I'm the guy. I'm the guy still rolling that in here. So I'm going to roll you into some bets that I have for this weekend. Um, Bundesliga soccer, um, I couldn't be colder as of right now on it. But that's why I think I've been betting too many unders. So we're going to change it. We're going to go over central here. So we're going to start off with the Hertha Berlin versus Augsburg game. I have the over of two and a half goals here. Um, you can get it on Betway for 1.72. Uh, we're going to keep moving on here. Um, I'm going to go with the over for Bayern Munich versus Dusseldorf. That's three and a half. Um, I think Munich could probably put up seven in all honesty. And I'll always bet an over with Alfonso Davies on the pitch because he is Canada's gem at this point in time. Uh, the last game I'm going to give you is the Wolfsburg versus Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, I'm going to take the over of two and a half goals there, too. So all three of these games, um, two of them are going to be over two and a half, and the Dusseldorf Munich game over three and a half. Let's roll with overs because it's more fun to cheer for goals than to cheer against goals happening. So that's my reasoning for betting, and I hope you ride with coups. Doing a full 180. I've been all into the TikToks lately because there's nothing else to do during quarantine. But this 180 is going from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference when it's talking about the NHL playoffs. You're listening to the Poor Sports Podcast Season 2, Episode 4. I think this one's going to be called The Boys Are Back. We've had a a Season 1 episode of The Boys Are Back. This is Season 2. What do you guys think? Pretty much any time we take, yeah, any time we take a break, maybe longer than the two weeks, we'll just proceed to call the episode, like, the boys are back, and just keep rolling and see it, see how many times we can have the boys are back in our title. Jake? All right, let's go. Let's go, Western Conference. Let's go. I'm itching here. So, you wanted to lead us off with a big one, didn't you, Jake? Oh, man, I just love this Edmonton Oilers, Chicago Blackhawks. You got, you got Leo Dreisaitl, who's winning the Art Ross, which, by the way, we are going to talk about the award winners after this. We are. Uh, but you got Dreisaitl, and then his his right-hand man, some kid from Canada. I don't know. I forget his name. But you got them. and they're, they're Say his name. Against... Say his name. I, I, don't, I don't know who his name you is. Were, you were in the building when he scored a jaw-dropping goal. Say his name. Guy, guy didn't even get 100 points this year, so why would I say his name? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, you got, you got the Oilers with uh, Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid versus the Blackhawks with Patty gloves of silk cane and jonathan wildly overrated tapes so come on come on uh i'm just gonna jump right into it i got the oilers and i'm saying the oilers in four yeah um i'm uh I, I'm going to keep rolling with underdogs in this game. I just think, I, I think the goaltending, I think, are bad for both sides, but I think any series you're going to start with, Mike Smith is their goalie, right? Correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Chicago then. You're you're so wrong, Lee. Lee is just that old guy who Yeah, so yeah, so as of as of right now, uh just looking at odds, I've taken the Montreal Canadiens at plus eight thousand to win their first series, and now I've taken Chicago at plus sixty six hundred to win their first series. Now, so those are to win the cups. Uh, 
That's the yeah, way I know, but like they're going to be heavily. That just shows that they'll be heavily underdogs probably in these type of series. And uh, I just I I think uh, I I like experience. I like experience that Chicago is going to bring. I don't think there's a team in the NHL that has more of it. Yeah, because they're super old and they got Duncan Keith back there, but that's about it. And okay, he, well, and who do the Oilers really have back on D themselves? Hamilton's boy himself, Darnell Nurse. Dar- off oh, your clap bomb. And oh, when you got man. McDavid skating circles around your entire team because they have so much experience. Right. Easy. <laughs> they are not my team. I am selecting them to win a series. <laughs> All right, let's go. Next one. So we've got the number six National Predators uh, versus the number 11 Arizona Coyotes. What are we thinking here? Lee, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, like, obviously we're talking about, like, the quote-unquote number six national predators, but you can pretty much just go ahead and probably call them the Stanley Cup champions uh, because uh, we're going to be healthy for sure um, now that uh, we've had this big of a layoff, and I think this is just going to be the start of flying through this Western Conference like we should have from the start, and I just think we got uh, torn by injuries, and uh, the Coyotes team, uh, in all honesty, when you get by their first two lines, doesn't scare me even a little bit. So I would take uh, Nashville here, you know, I would even take it in a sweep. I wish I had the around the horn mute button there. And, uh, like, Lee's right that Nashville's probably going to win. Nashville's not some powerhouse that they're just going to sweep anyone. Yes, they're healthy. Everyone else is healthy as well. Arizona's got some super underrated goaltending. Either of them are great. I think whoever wins here, Vegas is going to steamroll. I'll take Nashville in four, but they're going to get swept by Vegas in the next round if that's who they play through the NHL. If, if, if Vegas doesn't play round robin games, and if they, if, or even if they do and they take it as a joke, then I take I, I would take Nashville to win that one. In six oh, games, I think he's parlaying. Just just save that for a podcast of three months from now. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then take Nashville in the finals over St. Louis. I'm going to go Arizona in this one. Classic 6 versus 11. Kind of feel like that match March, March Madness tournament I never got to go to where I would have taken 11 over 6s. Don't even know if that's the match. That's a 5-12. It's 5-12. 5-12. Yeah. Which, which is where I have both Montreal and Chicago winning. So talk oh, about my March Madness being on point. Anyways, uh, then we got yet another Canadian team. Uh, the Canucks versus the Minnesota Wild. Okay, so the Minnesota Wild, I have to go on a quick little rant about. They're the plain oh, they're the plain toast of the NHL. They're never great, they're never awful. They just are bleh. Like they got they got old man Preezy, they got Suter, they got Jonas Brodin, who's pretty good, but they're a team that they haven't been anything excellent since they were created in like two thousand or whatever. Uh Vancouver, they got Elias Pedersen, who I'm a huge fan of, and for that reason only I'm going Vancouver <laughs> in a sweep. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Vancouver has no one else, eh? Like, uh, probably the rookie of the year. Some yeah, Quinn Hughes. Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Nothing Hughes, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like... You just like and Brock. Oh, Horat. <laughs> the only problem is after uh, after um, Quinn Hughes, it's Michael Delzato, I'm pretty sure, is their next best defenseman. Alex so. Edler. Alex Edler. Don't sleep on him. Fantasy yeah. stud. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna agree finally. I'm not going with a um, crazy outward take. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Vancouver to win here. I think, I think, I think they. I think if Markstrom's healthy and rolling in the net, then uh, I think they win. 
This isn't for me. This is another. I hope there's something else on. I don't care. They'll be on the West Coast. They'll be on the West Coast games, hopefully. So. Yeah. yeah. Number eight, Calgary Flames versus number nine, Winnipeg Jets. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this series. Yeah, I'm excited for this series. Uh, the only um, thing I'm sad about here is we're not going to get to see the whiteout, see the whiteout versus the sea of red. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. These are two very good teams. Winnipeg Jets loaded offensively. They've struggled defensively this year with the loss of Bufflin, among others. And then you got Calgary, who's stronger on their defensive side of things with guys like Mark Giordano and... TJ Brody. TJ Brody, thanks. It's been a while without yep. hockey here. Yeah, um, no worries. I think this is going to go the distance. Five games. And one second here, let me flip my coin here. We got Calgary. There you go. Yeah, sure. We'll go. We'll go a poor sports choice of Calgary. <laughs> okay. So now, a couple questions I want to ask you guys. Okay. Uh, actually, okay. Here's here's my bold prediction out of this. Six of the twenty-four teams, so one quarter, are Canadian teams. I'm saying that this is the year that a Canadian team t- takes home the pandemic cup. Ooh. I'm saying this because. There is going to be so much less pressure without having to play in front of all the fans. You're going to see, you're not going to have to go into those markets. You're going to have the media and so on, but the interview process is going to be different. Everything's going to be different. It's going to be way different. And I think that finally Canada's due after seeing, I don't know, my, my lifetime four or five times that they made it to the finals. I want to say a Canadian team. I'm saying that this is the year that a Canadian team, uh, a Canadian team finally takes it home. I don't know which one, but I'm saying this is the year. That That's interesting. And obviously the odds are larger in our favor this year than most other previous years. The reason I'm going to... It always sucks when they have to play each other, though. It always sucks when, when we're going to yeah. eliminate one ourselves. No, when Toronto yeah, played Ottawa right. back in the day, nothing got Montreal, me going. Montreal and Ottawa were was the same a while back here, like a couple years ago, too. They played each other like three years in a row. Yeah. So the, who is, though, who is, do you think, our best shot? You got the number nine Jets... Number eight Flames, the number seven Canucks, the number five Oilers, and then you've got the number eight Maple Leafs, and the number twelve Montreal Canadiens in the Eastern Conference. Legal. I like, I like the uh, the Oilers or the winner of the Flames Jets series. That's fair enough. I'm not touching. I would like to say the Leafs, but. They play, there's a chance they play Boston, then well, I'm just out well, on it. If, well, they have to play Boston. If they if they win their playing round, then they have to play Boston. Then good night, Jim Kite. It's over. So I'm, I'm going to say Edmonton. I'm going to say Edmonton. Okay, and I'm going to keep it short and sweet here. Toronto's winning the Stanley Cup strictly <laughs> because, strictly because after 70 years of people making, they're planning the parade jokes, we're not going to be able to have a parade. <laughs> That's that's cruel and funny and I love it. That's bad. Okay, can we can we uh, talk about the the award winners just just very very quickly? So we've got Ovi and Pasta are sharing it. They got 48 goals, which is absolute BS. They should just say that Ovechkin got his 50 goals because he had what 48 with 13 games left. Give me a break. Yeah, and give so, Matthews 50 goals while you're at it there too. Honestly, yeah, but it's just it just sucks because like of course he would have had it and then. 
Like this would have been what the how many times in a row? Yeah, uh, so his ninth fifty goal season. It, it's it like seven of the last eight years, Ovi's won it or something crazy oh, or shared it's, it. It's ridiculous. So it's ridiculous. So Ovechkin's the greatest goal scorer of all time. Nothing more needs to be said about that. You want to move to the Art okay. Ross and talk about LD? Okay, sure. We're, I don't necessarily agree with you, but we'll just glance forward here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Leon. Leon Dreisaitl, the first German ever, I believe, to uh, to win it. So and, and he's about he 40. 100, with 110 points, which is astonishing. Like, he was way ahead of the field, eh? Yeah, he, he uh, preys on some great power plays for Edmonton. And yep. he gets to play with Connor McDavid, but it's still 110 points. And two years ago, people were making fun of the Oilers for signing him to that contract. And now it's looking like it's paying out in spades for Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like to quickly bring up just the Norris real quick. Because if we um, if we go back to some episodes where we did predictions, um, or uh, Call Me Crazy as well, um, there was a person in this... Uh, podcast that said there would be unanimous Norris Trophy winner. He's hurt, and, okay? He's hurt. He... And, I, and I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's going <laughs> to even be on the sheet pretty much of this. Um, but Sorry, uh, fill in for those listeners who aren't religious. Who, who, who said what? I said, I said Museum Boy, a.k.a. Dougie Hamilton, was going to be the unanimous Norris winner. <laughs> oh, my God, that's a bad thing. Are we submitting that to freezing cold takes? Because oh, yeah. I'm just going to replay that next year, too, because that's my choice for next year as well. Right, here we go. Here. Bruins won the President's Trophy. They were sick this year. They were, God, just outright sick. And then, uh, obviously, Tuka Rask and Jarl Halak will share the William and Jennings Trophy for the fewest goals allowed since they both played at least 25 games. How about that for some research? Nice. <laughs> um, People say Jake just wings everything. <laughs> the Sabres will miss the playoffs for the ninth straight season, and Jack Eichel is not happy about oh, it. Oh, yeah, he's livid. With a quote, and he's going, I'm sick of this. This is... This is uh, this is BS, and you can't blame him. He's he's coming into the prime of his career. I, I'd be. Uh, Does Jack Eichel uh, play more than 150 more games for Buffalo? Two seasons, yes. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. Uh, who do you think led the league in pen- penalties drawn? Well, oh, penalties. It wasn't the Leafs. They didn't get any calls this year. No, 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 no. Players. I know. Players. I, I I was gonna. Marshawn. So Marshawn was number two with 40. Dang it. What a guess for me, though. Uh, I'm going to go with Artemi Panarin. Uh, nope. Brady Kachuk. With wow, 47, fair. he drew 47 penalties. That's a, that's a punchable face right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that, that looks good to me. So let's take another quick break, right? Jeremy, you want to send us off here? Yeah, we are listening to the Poor Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. Jake, Jeremy, and Lee here. And we'll be right back after a quick little break. Poor Sports. Sports fan Jer, a.k.a. Producer Jer, a.k.a. Jeremy Collins, a.k.a. the one with the mustache. Here, talking bets. Now, Lee may be the degenerate betting all across the globe, but I've been hot in country, or in continent at least. I've bet golf, posted that to the Poor Sports Instagram page, you should go follow it there. I've bet the NFL draft, so this is where we're going to stay, the NFL. I've already put together a week one ticket. We got the Buffalo Bills at the New New York Jets. 
the Bills are going to win. The Packers are going to beat the Vikings. The Dolphins are going to beat the Patriots. The Saints are going to beat the Bucks. Lee, you're on mute. You can't say anything about that. And I got the Titans be beating the Broncos. I put this together shortly after the NFL draft. $49.91 returns $480.12. Cash in now before the lines change. Poor sports. Jeremy, out. That's enough hockey for one podcast in the middle or end of May. We're going to move to a sport that should be playing right now, and it should be in the full swing of things. It is May 27th, 28th at the time of recording this, and baseball should be going. Vlad should be cracking bombs, but there's no baseball to be played, Jake. Why? What's going on? So, uh, in case you're not a big baseball fan or you haven't been really paying attention, uh, baseball and uh, so the players and the and the owners are at a stand pass an impasse if you will I should say uh, and they uh, so essentially what's happened is that the players and the owners agreed to do a prorated uh, salary for 81 games which is half of the year so if you were a player that was going to make 10 million dollars you would be receiving five million dollars because you you did half of the work uh, with that in mind though the owners thought that there was going to be fans in the stands because they didn't know the whole scope of the current pandemic, which we are enduring. So they came back and said, no, 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 no. Now we have to do it based on uh, the revenue. So if we only make, easy numbers here, if we only make a billion dollars, then we have to split the revenue 50-50. 500 million will go to the players, and that will be divided up in various ways, and 500 million will go to the owners. And now the owners are saying once again, that there's, they have a, a proposal that the top paid players, so if you're a Bryce Harper, a Mike Trout, you can see up to a 77% decrease in your contract for this one year, allegedly. Whereas if you're someone who's making a million dollars, you simply go down to 400000 So you're still losing uh, you know, 60% or so, but you get the point that I'm saying. Yes. And Max Scherzer came out today. Who is one of the reps? So he's one of he's one of the reps for the MLBPA. So just just to clarify, like there's there's eight players. There's eight players on that MLBPA. Sorry, go ahead. Sure. And he's one of the uh, one of the best uh, pitchers in baseball. Said after discuss and this is a quote. After discussing the latest developments with the rest of the players, there's no reason to engage with the MLB in any further compensation reductions. We've previously negotiated a pay cut in the version of the prorated salaries, and there's no justification to accept a second pay cut based upon the current information the union has received. I'm glad to hear the other players voicing the same viewpoint and believe, believe MLB's economic strategy would completely change if all documentation were to become public information. So he is saying, one, we're, we're walking away from the, go, the negotiation table. You actually you spit in our faces. That's what he's saying, one. Two... He's saying that you tried to divide the players here by trying to make the lower players say, let's play, while the, while the players who are making more will say, no, let's not play. And he's saying that that's not happening. And three, he's accusing the owners of outright lying to the public when he's saying that if all documentation were to become public information, you would not be asking for these massive, massive reductions in pay. 
I understand that, and so now this is Jay Kelly's opinion here. I understand that we're talking about millionaires versus billionaires, but if you for one second think that the owners, the billionaires here, should be, should be, you know, we should be crying tears for them. You are out of your monkey ass mind. Yes, and I yes, Jay. More. Yeah. Give me a break here. And I understand that millionaires, you know, I, I'm seeing a tweet here. It says, it says, <clears throat> just try paying your bills with a $450 unemployment check for a week here in the Bay Area, where one bedroom is $2,000 a month. Sorry, your million dollar contract's not enough. I'd donate a buck if I could. So this person is mad at a player for making what he's worth in this capitalistic environment. And we can get mad at that at a later date, but he's not mad at the billionaire who probably owns all of the, the real estate around him, right? He doesn't, like, how does this person not understand that? That that billionaire is just trying to consolidate more and more of their wealth and trying to jip these players out of what they are rightfully owed out of a contract that they had already engaged to, they all, or already agreed to. They already agreed on prorated and that should be the end of it. They said, well, we'll we're playing half. We should get half. It's really just that simple, in my opinion. Or, or at least not a spit in the face of like what the players got. That's yeah. my stance on it, and I'll toss it over to you guys because I'm pissed <laughs> off. Um, I'm I, I'm gonna go next because I'm I'm 100% with Jake, which is a rare thing on this podcast. But I am I am with him 100%. Um, so some of the things. Uh, that that uh, he he missed to say, but like our good points too. So the thing, or if he said, let's make this public, is that the owners potentially leaked. Obviously, it's potentially like what players would make, or what the highest person could make. Like uh, like Trout could make seven million dollars this year instead of his whatever he was supposed to be paid. And what Scherzer wants is like, let's show how much money. Um, the owners, the owners could make or like have that they could do this year themselves, right? They're so like if everybody, because everybody's complaining, it's like, oh, you're coming down from 50 to seven. Scherzer's saying, well, this owner, the owner of uh, of the Angels, is currently worth 100 billion dollars, and he'll come down from 100 billion to maybe 99 billion, right? And he's just like, so um, that's a, that's a big thing in that case. Um, and now there's talks that they're saying like they'll go. They'll go get replacement players, and people will still watch, and and that's just not going to happen. It, it won't happen, and that's that. Yeah, exactly. They don't watch now. No one watches now. Yeah, yeah, and like, like for instance, like maybe maybe like teams like the Marlins and stuff like that will watch because there's a chance that their replacement players are better than their actual players. Um, <laughs> there's always that outside chance for that, but like. Um, I think it's dumb. I don't. I don't really see a season happening unless unless the owners buckle up here and pay them because it looks like that the MLBPA is with each other, um, which is the big thing. Um, it sucks because the owners are trying to stay with all these cuts and that they're not being for the people. But meanwhile, they've cut what upwards to a thousand minor leaguers in the last yeah. 24 hours that are just careers are over. And the then, people, the people who are supposed to be the futures of their of their franchises, they're just saying, yeah. "Don't care, don't care." They can't. I, I and, and honestly, shout out, shout out to a couple franchises that are still playing, like uh, the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have committed to paying their minor leaguers till August at the very minimum. Um, and there's, I think there's about a handful of franchises and even owners that have that have been uh, vocal saying we're we just want to play like we just want to play we're gonna play so obviously it's not every owner every owner is not the same but it's when it's a majority case that you get looped in okay so, so to, one one more thing here one more thing here 
the Oakland A's owner is worth $2 billion. He's probably on the low end of the yeah. owners there. Yeah. He's worth $2 billion. I understand the scope of this money. If he would have continued to pay his minor league players, that's like someone making $50,000 paying $100. That's how much it is. And he washed his hands of it and said, nope, don't care. Can't shred out that $100 bill if I'm someone making 50 grand. That $100 bill to keep thousands of people employed for one more year, keep them going. Nope, don't care. It doesn't work for me. And I'm supposed to feel sorry for the owner here. Okay, I'm, I'm going to continue to ride this horse, but I have some numbers here. So, Perfect. Rogers Media bought the Jays for $160 million back in the year 2000. They, by the end of 2004, they bought the Sky Dome, which cost the public around $300 million for $25 million. Today, Forbes has the team valued at $1.6 billion. So, over 20 years, the team has increased in value about a billion and a half dollars. And these are the owners we're, cry, we're supposed to cry poor for? No, not yeah. at all. Uh, I thought at the beginning of this, you play the pay the players their entire salary, and then I was talked down off that ledge and agreed that they should get half their salary if they're going to play half the games. I think that's relatively fair. But all the minor leaguers, this it, it hurts my soul that the, oh, so many of them. And, and baseball is the worst. Like, baseball is the worst gauntlet to get through to, yeah. to come up and play just because there's high A, low A, double A, triple A. There's even single A. Like, there's rookie ball. Like, there is uh, – like, you have a chance where you have to go through seven leagues to get up to get a shot, and you were just washed. It, it, it's uh, not often I agree with Scott Boris, but he told the players not to bail out the owners, and I'm completely with him, even though I know yeah. his reasons are selfish – and mine are less selfish. Yeah, no, and, and this is just gonna. And you know, and they say like this is gonna decimate baseball, especially shit. If you've got the excuse my language, but if you've got <laughs> basketball coming back in the summer, you've got hockey coming back in the summer, and then you go right into the NFL, baseball is going to be forgotten. No one is going to miss it. Like, but like, on the on okay, the on the on the missing it. I shouldn't yeah. say like that. I was gonna say, and on the so, on the other side of it, the NBA and the NHL would start later. So think about all of a sudden their playoff baseball, which would be a lot more washed. Um, but I get, I totally get what you mean, and I'm I'm actually with you. I think I think their numbers will be down throughout their the years. Like they already go through, like they're the only sport available pretty much in the summer, and they already struggle with numbers. Um, and I think so. Here's my thing. I think not my only thing, but. Now with Texas all of a sudden approving fans, I, I wonder how quickly we're going to see a chance to um, let's, let's see a chance on where they're going to propose to go down there. You know what I mean? And where you can get 25% of fans in there, where if, if anything that helps a little. You know what I mean? Like like but like and but our players going to be wanting to do that. I I don't like the whole thing. You know, it's it's a bit about. Uh, bit about safety i don't know there's just so much that we can talk about with this anyways screw the man i'm on the side of the millionaires you get the point not the billionaires yeah, yeah we're on the side of the millionaires not the billionaires here well, we're, 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 we're little on people the side, we're on the side of the working person in this one on the side yeah. of the working person yeah fair yeah. enough so yeah all right well what do you think boys i think that was a good first one back yeah, yeah we're so pretty good we're shaking off the rust and we uh, do understand there will be 
some audio issues because we are socially distancing. And hopefully on future podcasts, we'll clean that up. But thanks for tuning in. And we will see you sometime in June. I don't think we're going to put one out in the next three days. So we'll see you sometime in June. Yep. See you in June. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Poor Sports Podcast, Episode 4, Season 2. The boys are back.